of Philadelphia Eagles football. WENJ, WENJHD, Millville Atlantic City, 97.3 ESPN. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. All right, Mike and Pros, just after three, Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. It appears that uh, the NFC East will have a new team member as the Redskins will be gone and something new will be taking their place, most likely. I mean, they're getting some heavy, heavy pressure here uh, to essentially change the name of the team. Many people think it's been long overdue. Now some of their sponsors are stepping in, FedEx being one of them. Nike has also said they will no longer sell Washington football gear if they don't change the name. FedEx, it's the name of the stadium rights, FedEx Field. They have said they will pull out. Three of the Washington owners also, Broads, want to get out now, leaving Dan Snyder basically there, who has said over the course that he has owned this team that they will never change the name of the team. Well, it looks like he's going to have to go back on his word, and it looks like Washington is going to have a new team name now. They have betting odds, if you believe this, on what the new team name will be. Do you have, uh, I mean, I came up with a name over the weekend that I think should be something they should consider. But uh, they have odds for what a new team name will be for the Washington team. The one that I saw trending on Twitter, and I don't know if it's on this list or if it was uh, just a Twitter thing, but it was the Red Tails. Because then you can keep the hashtag the same, I believe. It would be HTTR or what is their hashtag? Yeah, they can keep it the same. So that was the one I saw trending on Twitter. I don't really have a personal preference for what they're going to change it to, but is that leading the pack with the odds? That is the odds at 3-1, to the Red Tails. Now, I've seen there was a website uh, down in Washington for one of the radio stations. I think it's 106.7 is there one of their uh, sports talk stations, the fan down there, and they gave five, the top five, and they actually had logos for these new ones. Somebody went and made logos of how they could incorporate. So the Red Tails is number one. The Generals is number two. I, I think the Generals is no good. Yeah, no go. I'm out. No, because that's the basketball. The Washington Generals was the uh, bas- the loser basketball team that always lost to the Globetrotters. Correct. Right? The Washington Presidents, that's really hokey. The Washington Lincolns, nah, nah. nah. Was it, it would Abe Lincoln be the logo? <laughs> he would be a nice look on that helmet. With now the would top he be, hat. would he be sitting down in the right. chair? Is he in the chair, or is it just the hat with the beard? Yeah, that's not a good. Uh, that's not good. The Washington veterans, not terrible. I mean, I don't know that that uh, pops though in terms of being a, you know like there's a certain thing about having a, a, a team name for a pro sports team. Okay, like. They went Washington Capitals, but you can't use that. No, no, I'm thinking, you know how a lot of these sports fans get the tattoos on them. If they did go Lincolns, now do we just have a bunch of people with Abe Lincoln tattoos? Is that how that works? I don't know. I don't know how what the logo would be. You got you just brought up a couple ones. You can go top hat. You can go sitting in the oh, chair. Oh, so you're going? Ju- oh, okay. You, with the face. I didn't know if you meant just the top hat, as if people would associate no, no, that no. with Abe Lincoln. No, him in the top hat. Yeah, maybe sitting in the chair. Him with the top hat. I mean, there's a couple of different looks, but uh, Capitals, I think, is out because there's a team in town, if they didn't remember, already has that name. The Washington Americans, Washington Memorials, the Washington Monuments, the Washington Kings, the Washington Roosevelt's, the Washington Red Hawks, um, the Washington Jeffersons. See, I don't know if I like this, going with 
people's names you know, that's associated with you know the president. Yeah, so. the Washington Renegades, the Washington Arlingtons, the Washington Hogs, the Washington Snowflakes. I don't know where that came from. It's, really, uh, an interesting one. Five hundred to one. That one is. Yeah, I don't think that's it. What about the Washington Trumps? That's five hundred to one. Is it in that's there? That's the last one. Yep, that's all of them. The Washington Trumps. Yep. That's actually on the list. Ah, uh, five hundred to one. Hey, I, mean, I'm I think just they're shocked. trying to find some Trump people that would uh, throw some money down. Well, guess what? There's probably some of those people doing that. No question. That's why they're on the list. They're here to make money. They know where they can find people that could uh, just throw, hey, that's a great name for the team. Let me throw some money down. Not going to happen. Uh, so this weekend, you know, I threw my idea would be the Washington Burgundy. Now, Much ri- like the Syracuse Orange. Well, I was going to say, originally, when you said it, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of out. But then you mentioned the Cleveland Browns. Now you just mentioned Syracuse. I think I'm more into it now than I was when you first said it. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to change the, like, the Burgundy, like, many people recognize the color of their uniform, you know, as kind of the highlight of that team. Now, would you go, when you speak of the helmet, you know how the Browns essentially just have the helmet, would you just go plain, simple, clean helmet? I know you love those simple, clean jerseys. I do. So would you go well, nothing on the helmet? You can do a couple of things. I think you can do um, keep that circle and maybe just put a W in, the, in there okay. instead of the logo that you currently have. Okay. I'm thinking know? of the Washington Capitals. Sometimes when they go to those old school jerseys, they do actually just use a big W in, in some of those logos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could keep the circle and just put a stylized W inside the circle. Now, you know, the Redskins burgundy and gold, like that is like – People refer to them sometimes as the burgundy and gold. Like, that burgundy color, I don't think they can lose that color. I think they got to keep that color. Oh, is that in conversation, changing the whole entire oh, thing Oh, I don't know. Well? It depends on what the team name I comes guess you're right. Be. I never really thought of it, I mean, honestly. If you're going to be the Washington Capitals, are you going to be maroon and gold? I just assume that they would stick with those colors because it's so kind of iconic. Well, and if, look, if I was a fan of the team, it goes back to the question, do you root for city, brand name, colors? And most people said cities. But part of that is, you know, the connection with that team and their colors. I feel like the answer really is brand more so than city location because don't you think the brand kind of goes with the city? It's kind of hard to separate those two, I guess. Because Eagles yeah. football, you don't think like Eagles football kind of relates to the city of Philadelphia? It does, but if somebody else was the Eagles somewhere else. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Right, you take the Eagles, like the West Stefford Eagles, I think that's their nickname. Well, that's no yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's a tie at all to right. what's going on with I, I the think, Philadelphia like, Eagles. Well, there's a lot of debate, you know, people who are maybe a little bit older than me. I'm like right in the middle because I wasn't old enough really to have a huge connection with the Kelly Green. But you get the old timers who love that Kelly Green that the Eagles wore, you know, for a long time before they went over to this Midnight Green. I actually like the Midnight Green. I like the Midnight Green. I like the Midnight Green, but there's that next generation, you know, that are a little bit older than me. They like the Kelly Green, and they like they relate to the Eagles are Kelly Green. That's their color. That this Midnight Green is not the Eagles. So, do you think if the Redskins eventually do change colors, the same people who are crying for the Kelly Green, that's going to happen in Washington, and they're going to say we need to bring the Burgundy? Oh yeah, back. I think that's the thing. That's why I say. If I'm making the team name now, apparently Snyder and Rivera 
have been talking about. Can you imagine you get hired to be the coach of the team, and now you're asked for your input on what to, to name the team? After you're going through a pandemic trying to get your entire squad on the same page. Correct. Like, hey, I'm on a Zoom call here. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to need you to figure out what to call our team now. And so that was my end. I go Washington Burgundy. Just keep the color as the team name. You keep the uniform the same. You keep the burgundy in goal. You're called the burgundy. I'm not against it at all. I think that that's something that could totally be on the table, but no odds for it, huh? Maybe if they do make an odds, it's below the Trumps, <laughs> and then we get such a good odd boost burgundy, on it that it's worth the shot. Yeah, burgundy did not make the top 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. The fact that snowflakes have a higher percentage than burgundy, than burgundy is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't Maybe I should tweet to the Redskins account and say... Hey, did you think about calling the team the Burgundy? Now, do you think that there will be one day where, you know what, maybe that's just how team names go? It's the Philadelphia whatever color you are. No, I mean, I think most teams, like if you're a Blue Jay or a Cardinal, I don't know that you're really, you know, in a spot where you're kind of like I would disparaging hope, anybody. I would really hope not. Yeah, I was really been going not. on for a oh, while. Oh, sure. I'm not comparing this to other things at all. But I'm just saying, there are, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. There's been a lot of back and forth on this, you know, for years. Somebody just texted in. I've heard the Redskins name debate for a decade. Time to move on and change it with today's changes. The Washington Warriors, they can keep the oh, feathers that just, that and made the me, colors. That made me think of something that I, I lost track of about a couple minutes ago. Yeah. The um, money side of things. If you do go New Jersey's and with the new name. I mean, now you're talking about are people going to go out and spend money on the new jerseys? Is that a whole other way for Snyder to create so much more revenue that maybe it's in play to get these new unis? Well, you know what? I would hope because you don't want – the last thing I want to see is other organizations being like, oh, they made a lot of money off of changing their name and their colors. Let's do the same thing. I would hope you are right, but at the same time, it's not rocket science, right? If you make new jerseys, people are going to go out and buy them. So I don't think people are, like, stunned to see numbers go up with, with yeah, jerseys. No, but I think, I think that burgundy and gold is very meaningful to that fan base. I would agree with you. I just don't know if Snyder cares at all about those people. Here's what Brian Mitchell said this morning about the possibility of changing the name. Bash, send a text message 609-403-0973. That's 609-403-0973. Bye, Mike Road Sports Bash, 97.3 ESPN. So uh, Josh Richardson speaking to the media, asked about Joel Embiid. We'll get you the update on that. By the way, this uh, 4th of July, hopefully everybody was safe. I found a couple of more uh, new keto beers. Are they friendly? Are they better than the ones you had last weekend? I will say this. The one that I found last weekend, I really liked. And I think it was because I was like, finally, I found one. The one that I had, I found this because, by the way, I probably shouldn't have let the cat out of the bag of the name of that one because everywhere I went was sold out of it. I think they listened to the show and they all ran and got it. It's funny that you say that. I was in there trying to get some. There was a gentleman standing next to me wearing a Sports Bash t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he pick up on you? Uh, he did not get, well, no, he. I don't know that he knew that I was standing next to him, but I was like elbowing uh, my girlfriend, and I said, look at this guy's shirt. Right. Well, it is funny, though, because sometimes people don't tie it with 
face, you know what I mean? The face recognition part of the radio. They might not even know what sure. you really look like. But I was waiting around and kind of staring at him to see what he was buying because I was like, is he going with one of my uh, recommendations? Right. Now, it, now, what if he heard you speak and then that, you know, maybe Could've. he just heard the, are you Mike Gill? That happens to me from time to time when I don't, you know, I don't say much. Right. Yeah, you're a quiet guy. So, uh, but no, the guy had a Sports Bash t-shirt on and I went there. So we went Friday. And I was going to buy the Loganitas Daytimes that I had said about. They were sold out of where I got them last week. Sold out. Gone. Now, when you went the first time, was there a good amount there? Or? There was four. I bought one. And then the next day I went back. So this was last Friday. I bought one because I never tried them before. So I bought a six-pack. I wanted to try it. The next day I went back and bought the other three. So you wiped them out clean. Wiped out, and they never got any back in, or they did get them back in, and they got wiped out again. Yeah, I find it hard to believe. Well, with COVID-19, maybe they didn't get any more shipped. Who knows? But They you... had every other Lagunitas brand like type except for that one. I wonder how many people go in there looking for that beer. I don't know, but then there was another one that I couldn't find at that particular place. I went someplace else called... It's Oscar Blues 1Y, and I shouldn't be saying this because, well, I bought them out the other day. Friday, we bought a Sixer. That was gone. Saturday, I went back and bought four more. Now they're all gone. Do you think that they'll have more back? They better. Okay. That yeah. one, I think, might be number one. The Loganitas Daytime might be number two. I found a Goose Island called So Low. I'm happy for you. I am pumped. I'm happy now, for you. Now, here's my only plea. My one plea. Here's the problem we're having. You go out to an establishment, and you don't have a, they got nothing for you. So if you're a bar owner out there, you got to start doing the research for these type of beers in cans, by the way, and bringing them into your bar so that people can have these beers to order. That is shocking, though, because you would think in today's society, you know, people do lean healthier options that there wouldn't be something on the menu for people who are looking to maybe not drink I so heavily. I guarantee you now, I guarantee you if the bar owners out there start to bring these, like, uh, low-calorie, low-carb beers, you're going to start getting people. It's like the White Claw thing. You know what's funny? I went to two different liquor stores this weekend, and I'm telling you, every person in line and every person walking has them. In, they are constantly. But I think it's because most people don't know that there might be other options. Like I, I said, I just can't keep drinking these things. I'm out on these White Claws. So I did the research, and I found that there's a lot of options. of These beers have – they're actually better than the – they have 96 calories and two carbs or three carbs, which is essentially a White Claw. No, I agree. And they're very hoppy, so you can find a good IPA, which I did. But you, the bar owners now, they have to start taking that into account and saying, we got to get these in because you're going to get people saying, I need a low-cal IPA because of this. No, I will agree with you that I think people are on the White Claw diehard fan train because – of the healthy kick, and if they don't know that there's other options out there, they just go with these White Claws. But I also think they probably do think it tastes good as well. Now, you mentioned the White Claws. I didn't bring it up. You brought it up, so now i got to put my two cents in here. I got the new variety pack. It comes with tangerine, mango, lemon. What else is in there? Uh, there's w uh, another flavor that's just uh, going over my head right now. 
I was skeptical black on Black cherry's the, my favorite. Uh, the black cherry's good. It's not in this variety pack. Watermelon. Watermelon. That was it. That's the other one. This lemon. I didn't know what to expect. I'm thinking, eh, lemon, is it just going to be whatever? Uh, to die for. I can't stop drinking them. I can't stop drinking these lemons nonstop. Normally, I go in there, I grab whatever, I close my eyes, I'm drinking this one, I, I crack it before I even see what it so is. So what I need so you forced... to do tomorrow, you need to bring a lemon here. Okay. I hope I have some left. <laughs> but I'll pick some up on the way home. Well, I'll tell care. you what I'm out of. I'm out of everything. I mean, this weekend, nothing's left. Now, will you drink the lemon on the air and give yeah. us the, the, the one through ten? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We will do that. I actually told my girl, because she doesn't like the White Claws either, so... This isn't me banging on the White Claw, you know, as some like, hey. You tried I, it. I give you the respect. I did. I, I give bought you the, uh, respect. I even taught, bought Vizzies. Okay. I want you to try the High Noon if you're a vodka guy. I've had that before. I'm not much of a liquor drinker, but I'll, I'll, I'll you know. But forget me. My girlfriend doesn't like them either. That's she does shocking. not like the White Claw. She does not like the Vizzy. She did not like the Truly. See, I'm at the point now where it's. And whew, it's not. Bring them on. It's not. Okay. I don't want to. I'm not like ripping these products it's not the taste okay they don't taste bad they taste fine but i think both of us get this anxious feeling so whatever is in there is called drunk (laughs) whatever's in there as the sweetener is not not going well with us no and that's fair and i don't think it's it's for everybody but it is a it's a long day experience with the white no no that's the problem see i don't mind the taste of them but I had like ten. But and, right. But if you're on the, the beach, by the other day, like, my mouth was so dry I couldn't talk all day. <laughs> all day long, you nah. can sit on the beach and drink them. Friday. But with the IPAs, it's like you're casual. You nah. pour it in the glass. Friday. You see the hops going through. You know what I mean? Friday. So we went to the beach on Friday. Very socially distanced, by the way. Mask. Um, Saw a picture with you two. No mask. Although well, that that picture was taken, by the way. After 6 o'clock, the beach was almost empty. Well, when I go walk around these local parks, these big community parks, and everyone's walking through the trails, you don't go mask there. So I would think on the beach you don't really go mask if it's not populated either. Well, we sat very far from people. like, And it was very spread out where we We went to a beach that was not very populated, okay? But that being said, so we tried out a bunch of different ones. Like, we bought the one canners of a bunch because I did research, and I said, all right, we got to try this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And almost every one of them. I don't think there was one that didn't pass the test. There's people out there listening that might be familiar with Bell's Too Hearted. Very popular from Michigan. They have a Bell's Light Hearted. Boom. Big fan. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have any in your good fridge left over from yes. the weekend? Do you? Yep. Okay, well, you're going to bring that one in tomorrow. I actually and I'll bought try a bottle. It. Of this stuff from Denver called something or another Scrimshaw. Okay, well, I don't know if you're willing to give me that one. I didn't one. even try it. Okay, well. I, I haven't even tried it yet. I want one that you know is solid, oh, and Oscar I'll bring in the Blues lemon. one wide. Boom. All right, yeah. I'm excited. Can there we do was, that? Yeah. Are we allowed to do the that? The other one was a thing called, uh, yeah, we can do that. I okay, mean, I'm just verifying. That's all. Yeah, other one was one called Hop 99. Oh, yeah, because when you said that, when I first walked in here, I thought it was a hip-hop uh, radio station. <laughs> Yeah, that was Power 99. Oh, is this that is what it is? Hop 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say it was uh, it was my friend's birthday, it's 4th of July, so we had a nice little after, nice little, um, you know. Where'd you go? And he said, he had a little thing at his house, but he says, I said, you need to bring anything. He said, we got Miller Lite, Coors Light. If you want something different, you're going to need to bring it. Oh, you were bringing it, all and right. I came with 30. 
of my own. You didn't want to relive your old your old childhood of college no, days there with the Millers? Okay, so Thursday night, I tried. Because the bars don't offer. I can't, like I said, bar owners, you got to start getting these in. You're going to sell out of them quickly. I'm telling you, people are going to start coming in. If you display them, people are going to say, oh, boom, I'll buy that. So, of course, I went and they don't have those options. So I went Mick Ultra. Over the Miller. I couldn't get through the Ultra. I said, give me the Miller. Okay, I'm glad. I want you to live your happy days of 8 a.m. partying at West Virginia. I had two, and I said, we got to go. Wow. All right. I'm out. Uh, All right, the headlines. What did Josh Richardson say about Joel Embiid? You'll find out next. Coming up. Bash with Mike Gill. Weekdays from 2 to 6. South Jersey's number one sports talk radio show on 97.3 ESPN-FM. Sports Bash brought to you by Bob McAllister. Call Comfort Now for discounts and rebates on qualifying cooling and heating systems. Visit Bob and the Comfort Now team online at IWantComfortNow.com. All right, time for the headlines. Hunter Brody, what do you got? I guess we'll start with the whole Joel and B. Josh Richardson thing and it looks like here that Josh Richardson jo- said Joel Embiid looks good and is in good shape. Now that's why I kind of went. Now eh. do we? Now do we buy it because it's coming from Richardson? Because it seems like we don't buy it when it comes from Brett Brown. We don't like Brett Brown, so we don't buy it. Josh Richardson, eh, I like him. If he says it, I believe it. Well, that's interesting because I actually. I don't hate Brett Brown. I'll put it that way. I do not hate Brett Brown, and I lean towards being a supporter more than a hater. And even when he says it, I still think, eh, I don't really buy it just because it's been the same conversation for so long. So it doesn't really change who says it. If Ben Simmons says it, if Al Horford says it, if anybody says it, I'm not buying it. All right. So Kevin McCormick, who writes uh, for our website, covers the Sixers. He's at KevinMCC973. He's been tweeting a lot of stuff about this Richardson. He says, after hearing what everyone around the Sixers have been saying about Joel Embiid's condition, I'm feeling optimistic. We see a healthy and fit Embiid. Does that move the needle for you? Um, I didn't need the needle to be moved. I took Brett Brown's word. The only... I don't think Brett Brown's lying to me. No, I don't think he's lying either. He said he's in the best shape that he's ever seen when being coached by him. But I kind of brought this up to D-Ray when he was on last Thursday with us. He might be in the best shape that Brett Brown has ever seen when he was the coach. But does that mean he's necessarily in great shape? Or does that just mean that he's been in poor shape since he's been here? Fair. But I think that... I think we just... Again, this goes back to the Shamit stuff with the milkshakes and the Chick-fil-A like we heard that and that's all like that's it now that's who he is he's the fat and out of shape guy because he eats fast food all the time I think he's the fat and out of shape guy because he's 7-2 running an obnoxious amount of miles in terms of basketball up and down the floor and banging up against 7-2 guys you would think that that would put someone in shape just being in the game all the time but when you're that large of a of a human you're not supposed to take that much impact, and I think it does the opposite. I just think it's like the nature of being that size doing what he does on the floor. It just naturally beats him up more than it does get him in shape. Yeah. So I don't think it's a. I don't think he doesn't work hard. I think he's in the gym. I think he's busting. I think he's really working. He's sweating. He's doing what he needs to do. But just because it's just his body structure, it's not supposed to take that much of a beating where it's kind of hurting him. That's all. It's not like he's not trying. 
I think he's trying. Well, it doesn't help that, you know, in the net series he was sick and then he had the uh, the runs. I mean, he had all sorts of issues. You know, gastro almost like daily it seemed like. So it doesn't help him out. But more often than not, Joel Embiid comes, brings it. It just sometimes in unopportune times does he have some sort of wacky illnesses it seems like. It does seem that way, and then people always kind of put that together with what he's eating and what he's doing off the floor. Once again, I do think he's on the floor, working hard, putting in a ton of work with the coaching staff. He he does what he's supposed to do. I just think it's because of, honestly, the size of the human being that he is. It's just hard for him to naturally get in shape no matter how much work he puts in. Well, again, I'll go back to this then. Because Richardson confirmed yeah, he looks good, or what? I don't know what the actual quote was. Is that enough for you to now be, like, shift over to an excitement level? I'm not at excitement level. I'm intrigued. I'll definitely say I'm intrigued. I just want to see it. But here's the alternative. Is Josh Richardson, and you kind of said the same thing when you spoke about Brett Brown mentioning how much he's in shape. We didn't expect Brett Brown to go up there and say, yeah, Joel Embiid looks awful. Do I expect Josh Richardson to say, yeah, Joel B looks out of shape? No, and I don't think he does look out of shape. But my point is, would Josh Richardson say anything other than, yeah, Joel looks good? Would he? I don't see why he would say anything other than, yes, Joel B looks good and in shape. That's fair. He might look the same. He might look a little bit slimmed down. Here's the thing, though. Does slimming down always relate to being in basketball shape? Um... I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of uh, Nikola Jokic we get. I that think it's going to be is... interesting to see what kind of Marcus Saul we get because those two guys apparently shed a ton of weight. Right. That is big, the Jokic thing. I don't know. And I'm not saying it's bad that he lost that much weight. He does look super slim down. But does that take away from some of the stuff that he was really good at because of how much of meat he had on the bone, if you will? Like, well, Jokic yeah. was so – he was out of shape, no doubt, but – Will he lose some of what his positives were because he's not as thick? He, and he's a good example, though. Jokic was out of shape in terms of he was not in his best shape. But no one ever said he's out of shape. Well, here maybe not because they don't care. But I don't I don't know. I don't listen to Denver sports radio. I don't read their market. But I, I probably would assume that they rip him a bit, no? I don't know. Is he giving him any reach to? Like, you might be like, man, he's out of shape, but he still kicks ass. Right, he's still dropping 35. But I wonder if they question that Denver Nuggets team. They're competing. They're they're in that good range when it comes to the Western Conference. Do they think, hey, look, we're close. We're super close. If only Jokic was in shape, we'd be able to actually compete and win a title and bring it home. Yeah. Maybe that's what they think's missing. Possible. I guess they'll get their answer in these uh, eight games and then the playoffs. Is it fair to use these eight games and playoffs as the test, or is this kind of like, hey, this is a free-for-all? You know, it's kind of like when a guy is hurt and he misses a lot of time, and you're like, oh, maybe they should ease him back in and whatever, and then he goes out there and plays 35 minutes. It's like when he's back, he's ready. I think once these players are back, they're going to be ready. And by the time the playoffs start, I would think you're going to see high-level the, the highest level of basketball. Like, I don't think you're going to be watching these games and being like, man, they look like they've been on pause for four months. No, I don't think so. Maybe the first handful of games. I know there's actually going to be exhibition games before the eight games. I think three, three of them. Right, correct. So 
they'll get a little bit of the rust out there, and maybe it bleeds into the first couple games of those eight, and coaches are going to try and find ways to strategically look at a few things for when the postseason actually happens. So, you know, you'll see some things there that might be a little sloppy, but ultimately, I do agree with you that these guys are going to come out, and they're going to be ready to play, and one of Brett Brown's strongest things that he does do is he keeps players... Uh, he, he has a good relationships with players, and he, you know, he can talk to them. You can actually have a conversation outside of basketball with them. That's one of his strongest stuff, and I feel like during a pandemic, when you're not allowed to see your team, where you got to keep everything on Zoom, this is where Brett's strong suit might show. Being a guy that you can relate to, that you can talk to outside of basketball, and, and that is one of his strong suits, so I wonder if that shows when all of this comes back. I think one interesting thing will be is when they come back, do we see discernibly different versions of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons? That's the most interesting thing to me on the comeback. I am very interested to see that as well. Now, from what I'm reading here, Josh Richardson has mentioned twice now on this call that Embiid has been working out and is in good shape, unsolicited. Now, do you think it's almost ridiculous that that's all, like, it's being pushed on us at this point? Like, hey, Joel Embiid's in good shape. Joel Embiid's in good shape. I would rather not hear anything. And then we're watching, and I'm texting you, and I'm going, damn, Gil, did you do you see Joel Embiid right now? Now the expectations are so high. So what are you looking more forward to? Another storyline or those two gentlemen and how they come back from this? It's those two gentlemen, of course. Got to be, right? It has to be. You know me. I mean, I'm a big Ben Simmons guy. So I'm really interested. You brought this up before. Is it fair, and the back injury is playing a huge role in this conversation, so it's not as if he was healthy in the quarantine, but because of how long they've been off, is it fair to ask, hey, is Ben Simmons going to add something as if? I'm not saying he's knocking down jump shots left and right. I'm talking about just adding something to his game as if, let's say, it's the offseason. Well, what happens after a three-month offseason? Players add to their game. Is it fair to say, hey, Ben, is there going to be something added to your game? Yeah. The back injury, though, plays a role into this because he's rehabbing, not so much. Or do we just see a more aggressive, stronger, bigger, faster version of Ben Simmons? Phew, don't tempt me with a good time. I'd love to see that. With my lemon white claws, Ben's <laughs> going hard to the rack, you know? Take him to the rack, young man. Let's go. All right, we'll move on to the next story here because it is big and it is somewhat breaking news in the NFL. And Pat Mahomes reached agreement on a... 10-year contract extension. He is signed through 2031. Are you kidding me? 10-year hmm. contract extension. Now, I mean, wouldn't you do that if you were the Kansas City Chiefs, or do you think that that's a little too much? Um, I think the Chiefs probably got him at a deal that makes them feel comfortable in terms of, like, I didn't see the breakdown of... I do not see money yet. Yeah, no money yet is, is reported. Now, I do question... There, these contracts are unheard of in the NFL. Oh, unheard of. That's why I'm, I'm questioning with the agent side of things. You would think that the money is ridiculous because if it wasn't, the agent would be like, why would we sign a 10-year if we could sign, let's say, a 4- or 5-year and then hit the market again and get even more money, you know? So, unless unless... He's one of those guys, Pat Mahomes, where it's like, look, I want to be somewhere in my whole career. I got 10 years in front of me, which it's actually 12 years with the two that's already on the deal. So it's 12 total. It's a 10-year extension. He's like, look, 
35 million, 55 million. It's all ridiculous money. Let's just go with 12 years total commitment to the Chiefs. If I'm getting paid, you know, whatever I'm getting paid, that's fine with me. I don't care about hitting the market five years down the road to make it 10 more per year. Maybe he's one of those guys. I think he obviously likes it there, likes Andy, likes being a Chief, and felt comfortable with this situation that he didn't want to, you know, he's, I'm imagining, and again, I don't know what the the uh, length of this deal is, I mean, not the length, the money of this deal is, how it's broken up, but I would imagine that the Chiefs somewhere down the line are going to be making out. I mean, unless, even if the money, unless it keeps climbing. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is it going to keep climbing? You got to think of it as if he, let's say it was a five-year extension. Think about what the market would be in five years when he's a UFA. Well, it would be seven years because there's two years left on the deal. But still, even that, think about what the market would be at seven years from now, where if he hit the free agency market again, he could get a huge payday. So I would expect that money to be a lot more later on in the contract to kind of go up with the expected salary cap. Although with the pandemic, how do we know what to expect when it comes to salary cap? Put it this way. The Chiefs are not... The Chiefs put out a deal that they felt like they were in a position that they were going to win, right? You would have to imagine And so. the 10-year thing, it's like the Phillies. They gave Harper a 13-year deal, and you're like, 13 years? Yeah, that's because they wanted to spread the money out over a longer period of time, and it made it look like he got this huge $330 million deal, which... He wasn't even one of the highest paid by by annual salary in the league. But I don't know. I get what you're saying. But in football, is it that way? Like AAV and baseball, you can stretch it out over a certain amount of time and all that. With NFL, though, especially the quarterback position, when you look at what these quarterbacks are getting paid a, like per season, I don't know if it's the same as baseball players adding a couple years to stretch it out so owners can get under the sal the luxury tax. I just feel like the luxury tax situation is a little bit different than this one because someone like Pat Mahomes or just quarterbacks in general, they won't look at 10 years, whatever the amount of money is, and be like, okay, I'm just looking at that end goal because they look at it more per season yeah. at that position. They do. Well... And again, until we see the breakdowns in the salary numerically and how it's broken down, all we know is it's a 10-year deal. It is a complete um, irregularity in the league. It's literally an unheard of thing. I think there's been a handful of them, but you got last year's Super Bowl MVP. He's 25 years old, which means he'll be 35 years old at the end of this deal. So wow. you're still getting a guy who can still probably be somewhat maybe on the back end of his prime. You're not going to be getting a guy who's going to be 39 years old, like kind of crawling through the end of that deal. It's a tremendous deal, I think, for the Chiefs. Right. And, of course, it comes down to, to money and what he's getting paid. But this is the copycat leak. I just wonder, is this going to somehow turn into the new norm where – you get your quarterback, you lock him in for 10 years. Now, Pat Mahomes is a special breed, and not everybody is that. I don't see Drew Locke getting this type of deal when it's time for him to get an extension, right? It's two totally different quarterbacks. But do you see now long-term extensions come into play for quarterbacks who organizations believe is the guy? This is a huge risk, though, right? I mean, Not some, many of those guys in the league. Exactly. I agree with that. It's a huge risk, though. What if 
he goes down at one point, he's never the same. And now you're stuck with him for another eight years. And we do know these contracts in the NFL. Well, that's where we need to see the terms. Right. When can they get out of exactly. it? Exactly. When can they kind of, uh, you know, make a change? Right. Very interesting, though. And I'm a huge Pat Mahomes fan. Obviously, I think most football fans are because what he does, you kind of scratch your head. What's, was he looking that way? And, and he threw it this way? Are, are you kidding me? Right? It's crazy. He's so much fun to watch. And by the way, the fact that... He doesn't even have to go through like, well, he's never won. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's already been the Super Bowl MVP. This guy's well on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Oh, no doubt about it. I talked about how I would love a nice lemon white claw and watch Ben Simmons play. Ha, same thing with this guy. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one here. We we kind of opened the show talking about baseball and what's going on. Nick Markakis of the Braves opts out after eye-opening Freddie Freeman talk. Now, Freddie Freeman did test positive for coronavirus, so you are now seeing his teammate in Nick Markakis saying, you know what, this is eye-opening to me. I am not going to play this year. Chris Bryant also spoke out and said, I am not as comfortable with the safety as I thought I would be. You are starting to see players. And, and when I brought up the whole union and and the owners thing, I said, all they have to say is, I'm uncomfortable. And deep down, it could be about kind of trying to fight back with the owners a little bit. All they need to say is, I'm uncomfortable. And you're starting to see a little bit more of, hey, look, this is just eye-opening, or this isn't as safe as I want it to be, and they're all kind of talking about it now. Does this change your mind at all on the whole, maybe it's more with the owner's conversation, or do you still think it's it really is just about the safety to these guys more so than getting back at the owners. Well, do I, like Charlie Blackman, another one. He uh, tested positive a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, he was uh, like last week or something. He was one of the first big names that tested positive. Do I think there are some guys in the camp that you're presenting? Absolutely. There's probably a handful of guys like, I didn't want to play anyway. I was already past this. I'm not playing. I'm out. But I think most guys who are not playing are legitimately because of safety to their families. That is the biggest thing with baseball. Basketball, your family doesn't have to travel with you if you don't want. You're living in this bubble. You don't have to bring it home with you every night. Baseball is a different story. So I think the players are legitimately conflicted on whether or not it's a smart decision. And most of the guys you're hearing that are not playing, it's because they have younger kids or young newborns on the way. I think you are going to see a lot of guys. Like As much as I respect Mike Trout so much, and I think that he's genuine about what he's saying. I think Mike Trout is actually all about the safety of his children and, and his wife. Like I think he is very genuine. I think you're going to see him sit out. I think you're going to see other guys, maybe Zach Wheeler, sit out. And Now, Wheeler's an interesting one. He says he wants to play, but he's not sure. He even said... No matter what, I'm going to miss at least two starts, no matter what. Right. He did come out and say that. Now, this city could be very brutal. We all know that because we're passionate. If Zach Wheeler sat out, and remember, people were skeptical of the Zach Wheeler signing when it happened because of what he did in New York. He was a second-half pitcher. He's not some absolute stud, but he definitely helps this starting rotation out, no doubt about it. Do you think that... Some fans out there will literally be out on Zach Wheeler moving forward because he decided not to play this year. Probably. And that's pathetic. Probably. Sadly, that's pathetic. Now, Bob Wankel, who was on with us Friday, uh, Thursday, he tweeted this out. Let's say Nola Wheeler make a combined 25 starts. I can see a path to the postseason. 33 wins might do it. 
if, say, the Phillies win 15 or 16 games in those starts, they would need to find 17 to 18 wins in the other 35 starts. That's if Wheeler and Nola make only 20 starts. Well, one thing that's huge to factor into making the playoffs, the Braves, they're not going to have some big-time players. That helps. We don't know that for sure. Right, correct. We don't know that for sure. Freddie Freeman is positive with COVID, and Nick Markakis is uh, eye—it was eye-popping to him. You're hearing about Sean Doolittle, the Nationals bullpen, might be questioning as well. Like, there's so much in play. But the Phillies, taken away from what's happening with other teams, statistically over the last few years under Gabe Kapler, they were pretty damn good to start the season. It's the epic failure at the end. So I would think it could only be maybe better with Joe Girardi coming from this right out of the jump. I think he he's in a it's such a weird situation on how these teams are going to handle the pitching staff. I think you're going to see short starts. And we kind of brought it up before. Will you see an Aaron Nola three-inning, Nick Pavetta three-inning, uh-huh. and then hit your bullpen? That's what it sounds like from some people. It's like they're going to piggyback these guys. Now, Spencer Howard was pitching today. He was facing uh, a couple of guys. I think um, one of the guys was uh, JT Romuta. Did that tickle your fancy? Yeah, you get these videos like from far away. I don't, I don't. I don't even know what the heck they're doing right now. Like, it's just like the weirdest thing. It's so ominous. It seems like. Well, it's funny you bring up JT Romuto because. I was banging on the table for probably a couple months now saying, we got to sign this guy. We gave up Sixto Sanchez. We have to sign this guy. And the more and more and more I think about it, don't get me wrong. They need to sign him. But that $23 million, uh-uh, I ain't touching it with that. And we talk about the DH, right? I, I was just diving more into the numbers with, with JT Real Muto. And we would say, okay, if by the end of this contract, he's no longer playing catcher, he's just your DH. I'm not telling you that a 270 batting average is bad by any means. But the reason we talk about him being such a great hitter, I think, is because he does it at the catcher position. The reason why we like what he brings to the table is, wow, look at what you're getting when it comes to the offensive production by your catcher. You take away him actually catching, and he's a 270 DH. I'm not saying that is bad by any means, but the reason why we talk about how strong he is as a hitter is because it's coming from behind the plate as well. So, you know, that $23 million mark, that was reported a couple weeks ago and all that. I I don't think I go anywhere near that. And I was banging on the table for this guy a couple months back. Yeah, especially for six years. Exactly. The $23 million. Right. Four that 270 is going to drop maybe the other way by the end of it, too. And that's your DH? I mean, I don't know. By the way, Schefter tweeted two minutes ago, no official numbers on Mahomes' 10-year extension, but multiple sources believe it will be tied to the percentage of the salary cap for each season. The higher the cap goes, the more money Mahomes makes. That's, that's, that's huge because, as I said, we don't know what's going on with this pandemic. What is the salary cap moving forward? Are there going to be fans in the stands this year? What about next year? I mean, that implements. I mean, that that really does impact everything. So that's big. And I guess they really don't know how to put numbers down if you really don't know what's going on in the future. Andrew Brandt tweeted this out: former uh, front office uh, executive with the Eagles and, and Cleveland and uh, Green Bay. NBA and MLB teams hate long-term deals. NFL teams love long-term deals. Follow the guarantees. Now, it is interesting, though, and I think I heard Fletcher Cox say this years ago, and plenty of other players said it as well. Once you sign that big deal, all these NFL teams do is try and replace you with a cheaper version of yourself, right? I don't think that's the case here with Pat Mahomes, though. Nope. 
doesn't think, happen with the quarterback position like it does with the other positions in the league. Now, my buddy Anthony Beck, who played in the league, he covers the league now. He tweeted, "I'm going to guess Mahomes gets ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million." Are you kidding me? That is that's hey, like a bra- baseball contract. Bravo, Pat Mahomes. That's a baseball contract. Bravo. You never see that except for like Mike Trout, those level of players where they want you to be the face of the franchise forever. You don't see that in football. I'm almost lost for words, Gil. That is that is wow. That is a lot of money. You're talking for this NFL quarterback at the age of how old is he right now? 25. 25. He's the same age as me. Hey, I love my life though, Gil. I wouldn't trade it in for the world. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't trade it in for 300 million to play quarterback. You know why? I like this show too much. That's good. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, by the way, I got a couple text messages there. This guy says, that's baloney, Broads. Embiid is not the only seven-footer to play basketball. I don't remember Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Dwight Howard being out of shape because they were seven-footers. It's a commitment to work on your body, and he just hasn't shown that yet. Well, Dwight Howard's nowhere even clear. He had the smallest run of dominance at all these guys, so maybe that plays a yeah, role. Well, he was it. chiseled. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I have more to say, but, you know. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it. Football at four on the other side. By the way, I want to thank this guy. I said, Mike, I want to uh, say thank you after hearing the best of on Friday. I heard the segment on football for a buck. Was really intrigued by it, so I went and bought the book. Wow, what a fantastic book. So happy I caught that segment. Some stories are crazy. Great read so far. Thank you for that text message. Wake up weekday morning, 6 to 10.